Hey, hey, thanks again for pressing play, and welcome once again to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. I'm your host, John Voida, managing editor of Bright Side of the Sun, and co-host of the Suns Jam Session Podcast, where we just sat back, relaxed, and watched a summer league basketball game. Yes, the summer league. We're doing post-game summer league games. And you know it's all funky, and you know it's all wild, because Technical difficulties are rampant, and Matthew's still trying to log on, but I am not alone. Suns Geek's here with me. <laughs> How we doing, Geek? Fantastic, man. I just got done. Shameless plug here doing a little play-by-play reaction show for the game. And you know what? Like I told you backstage, I am here to totally overreact to Tamari Kamara. But beyond that, I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to uh, crack open a beer and talk about the summer league game. Heck yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's summer league and we know what that means. It means absolutely nothing. These are games exactly. that will not count <laughs> that no one will ever remember. But every now and then you have a memorable performance uh, by a rookie. And in this case, Tumani Kamara showed up, showed out. And just looked comfortable on the court tonight. So that's definitely something that I want to get into as we break down not only this game and this summer, uh, you know, between the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, but also, you know, discuss other goings-ons in the NBA. One of the advantages of doing a post-game podcast uh, when we simultaneously cast it on both your channel and on my channel uh, is we get to talk about things outside of the summer league. We get to talk about players who were just traded, Isaiah Todd. We get to talk about rumors. We get to talk about all the different things that are going on around this team and around the league and around this franchise. So I think that we will definitely spend a lot of time talking about Tumani Kamara on this and and Jordan Goodwin and the rest of the Summer Suns uh, and Taco Fall for the Summer Bucks. You know, know, a a fun team that they have over there in Milwaukee, isn't it? They're two and zero, man, and they look pretty good. They're taking it all the way to the summer league championship. Those <laughs> sons of bitches. Somehow, some way, it always works out for the Bucks. Fun fact: two years ago today, Suns won Game Two of the 2021 NBA Finals against the Bucks. The last win they would have that season. I was at that game, and it was one one of the most amazing experiences in my life. That's awesome, man. And then they lost. Four in a row for the first time all season. And once again, we were reminded that we are Phoenix Suns fans. Ouch. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> hey, you know um, what, though? I'm just so glad we made the finals, man. I know that the four in a row, I get it. I don't care. We still went We still went to the finals, man. We will always talk about that team. Mm-hmm. And we'll always talk about how out of the darkness, my old friend, <laughs> the Suns came marching because that was a team that hadn't been to the playoffs in 10 years. And their first exactly. their first opportunity to get back in there, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, shazam. They were in the <laughs> finals, and they looked great through those first two games. So two years ago today, that occurred. Uh, but a, a couple things I want to get out of the way before we start the podcast is a reminder that if you haven't signed up for DraftKings now or yet, now is the time to do so. If you're a new user, you can receive $150 in bonus bets instantly after following just three steps. Just create an account, deposit, and then wager Five or more dollars on any sport, whether it's your first wager, uh, if it wins or loses, you know what? You're still going to receive the $150 in bonus bets. All you have to use is the code SUNSJAM when you sign up. Best part is using that code SUNSJAM not only gets you that bonus, but it supports this here podcast. So if you're considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely use our code SUNSJAM to maximize your first bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and over and physically present in Arizona. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to 
find some help, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Check out the episode description for full terms of the offer. What are you drinking tonight, Geek? Normally, I drink alone. Normally, Matthew's pounding <laughs> water, and, and he, he's trying to get on the internet right now, which I know is not easy wherever he's at. I think he's camping in uh, the, the – I have no – I was going to come up with something funny. Don't have anything <laughs> funny. He's not camping. He's just having internet problems. It's not Let's funny. be real. We've all had internet problems. You know that for a fact. Um, don't judge me by my beer choice here. Okay. But I got some Bush ice. I don't know. It was – it's the big one. Why not? Yeah, Bush <laughs> Screw it. You know, summer league. Why not? Might as well just cheers and, you know, have a beer, you know, why not? Uh, Blaze Megatron, one of our elite jamsters. If you want to become an elite jamster, simply press the join button on the YouTube channel. It says, please excuse Lissy. The traffic from Jamsterdam is killer. Yeah, it is. Go. It's tough. <laughs> I've, I've got a, a, a tropical ginger beer Ooh. that I'm going to be popping open right here. So pop it with me, sons. Geek, yeah. if you could. Do it. Cheers. And of course, the summer of the Moscow Mule continues. So this tropical ginger beer is gonna. I hit my uh, mic. You hit your mic. That wasn't uh, the geek burping. Everybody who's listening to the pod. I love that cup or whatever. Oh yeah, you gotta have a you gotta have a copper mug when you're when you're drinking a Moscow mug. Mule, yeah, that's so. what it was, a mug. So cheers, jamsters and 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 uh, geek freaks, and let's talk about the Phoenix Suns and their first summer league game. Opening summer league game. They are now 0-1 in the summer league. 84 to 75. They go down to the Bucks after being up uh by as many as I believe 13 in this game, Suns Geek. Uh, which of course brings me to my first question uh that Matthew normally a- uh, answers. Matthew, I gotta ask. Suns Geek, I've gotta ask. Who was the most impressive player that you saw out there tonight? I am here to completely overreact to Suns rookie Tamari Kamara. Holy crap. Like, where do I even begin, man? Effort, hustle, defense, rebounding. Did he? It wouldn't surprise me if he blocked a shot out there, hit a couple threes. He did I believe. block a shot. Yeah, exactly. Blocked a shot. Length, athleticism. He had that poster dunk near the very end of the game, which, yes, the Suns did upload that, by the way. Go check out that poster dunk by Suns rookie Tamari Kamara. And look, we're going to dive into it. There were a few other standouts that I am excited to talk about, but man, he was incredible. I mean, I don't, I, I'm excited to go back and watch the highlights later because he definitely stood out. Now, let's be real. Let's calm down for a minute. It's just one game, but I am here to overreact. It's summer league. Yeah, it's summer league, and I, I think I'm okay with it. If it, I, you know, I was live earlier during most of the game, and it's like if he – can do what he did tonight, even just during training camp. Mm-hmm. I don't see why you can't throw a couple of minutes at the sky during the regular season. He looks like he is going to be a pro out there. Frank Vogel called him a very mature player. So yes. that's good to hear from your head coach. And yeah, I'm excited, man. That he, he was definitely the standout. 
Well, Tamani Kamara played 31 minutes in the game. And there's only 40 minutes in these games, right? They're 10-minute quarters, yeah, right? 10-minute quarters, yep. So he played 31 of 40 minutes in this game. Uh, he ended up going 8 of 13 from the field. He was yep. 1 of 4 from beyond the arc, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. Had 8 rebounds and had 20 points to lead all Phoenix Suns. Uh, and I lied. He didn't get a block. I re- I misread the... It feels like he did, though. That's why he, I was like, it we'll give him one. Me. Yeah, we'll give him we'll, one. <laughs> we'll give him one, okay? And I'll tell you this. He played so well that at halftime, I ran to my computer... And I put together a Tamari Kamara drop. Money Kamara. Yeah, nothing crazy, but just a little little Tamari Kamara drop there for you. I thought I thought he looked fantastic. I thought he absolutely showed his maturity and understand that this is a four year player in college. Played two years at in the SEC at the University of Georgia. One of those years being with former first overall pick Anthony Edwards. And then he transfers, you know, to a, a smaller school in the Atlantic 10, the, the Dayton Flyers, uh, plays well with them, and is just, you know, a typical James Jones type of draft pick, right? Even at 52, he is getting drafted uh, like in the James Jones mold of somebody who's a four-year starter and can ha- and has an opportunity to come in and, and just and be smart and, and play with a high basketball IQ. And that's what I felt we saw from Tamani Kamara. I go back to yesterday watching Victor Wembanyama play, and the 19-year-old, seven-foot-four, number one overall pick for the San Antonio Spurs, looked like Bambi out there. He was just kind of, you know, he he was like Bambi on skates uh, on an ice rink, and he just he couldn't get his footing. He didn't know what to do. He didn't, and he admitted it after the game. He didn't know what to do and where to go, and and had all of these challenges that he's going to have as a young player who's who's going to get. Uh, uh, an opportunity to play in the NBA and play a ton of minutes. And he's going to uh, have his failures. And he had some failures in that game. And a lot of people, I feel, overreacted to those failures. But you saw the difference between him and Tamani Kamara, is, who's somebody who has played you know, a ton of collegiate basketball, uh, is six foot eight, is 220, looks and is built like an NBA player and played like one. He's got a long wingspan as well, man. And I saw a lot of setting screens out there, you know, picking and rolling a little bit passing the ball. She, and even though he was one for four from three shot the ball confidently, I, I, I saw, and again, yeah. just if I'm sure somebody's going to upload them, maybe the Suns will go back and watch those highlights or just go back and watch the game. Uh, Cause it definitely was fun, at least for the first half anyways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he looked really controlled out there and just super confident, man. And by the way, for anybody who cares, he is okay. Cause he, he did take that really hit hard hit. Or it looked like he got the uh, wind knocked out of him. He was on the bench laughing, smiling, and then he checked back in the game and then did that poster dunk. So I, I hope he's okay. And he's uh, fine. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> and, you know, I, I take notes during these games. And one of the notes that I took when it came to Kamara, as you mentioned, was his confidence. Uh, his cutting is something that I really enjoyed. Yeah. He, the way he attacked it, he attacked empty space without the ball. A lot of back cuts, you know, a lot of taking advantage of some young, nervous uh, players who are going to be out there for the Bucks in this case and probably never see the NBA, right? These are guys who are just, just trying to put some good film together and maybe they can take it with them uh, and get on a G League team or, or take it back to Europe or China or the Turkish leagues or the NBL, you know, all the amazing basketball leagues that we have on this here planet Earth. They're just out there just trying to make a name for themselves. And he looked like an NBA player amongst a bunch of guys who weren't. And that's the difference between the number 52 overall pick and, you know, a bunch of 
foreign guys or, or guys who are, are from the United States who book and play overseas. But I mean, he just, he, it looked like and felt like he belonged. And one of the things I was thinking about when I was watching him was Jalen Smith. We think back a couple years back after the Suns drafted Jalen Smith and we saw him in his first summer league. And as the number 10 overall pick, he never had the confidence that Tamani Kamara carried with him tonight. And I'm not just talking box score, right? I mean, you could look confident and miss some shots. As you mentioned before, he looked confident and missed some threes, right? But the way that he navigated the court is somebody who looked like, again, he had a high basketball IQ. He was proactive versus reactive. And it's not something I ever really thought and felt, and at least as a fan, the same confidence that I felt in Tamani Kamara. I never felt that with sticks, man. Absolutely. It's again, that's all about confidence and just really the basketball IQ. I feel like we're going to hear that a lot with Tamari Kamara. And then what what was the word you use? Proactive, you know what I yes. mean? Reactive. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to sum it up. Just not being hesitant out there. And let's be real. He did get, he had four fouls. He had a few turnovers, but then again, there's like a million turnovers. this game. Shit, Brandon Miller had what? Eight yeah. the other night. Exactly. Like that's what summer league's all about, man, to get out there and get some reps to practice, put up some shots, show what you can do. And again, just confidence IQ. I'm so excited for Tamari Kamara, man. I I'm hyped for the sun's next game. Exactly. That's, that's what I wanted to get to next is, you know, when we talk about the next game, what should we expect? They're playing the Heat. It's going to be like 3.30 Arizona time. Uh, so are you going to be available to watch that game? Or, or are you like, <laughs> nice. Uh, Matthew might not be able to make that podcast. So I, I might need you again because I don't know if he's going to make this one either. <laughs> you know I'm available. Man. You know I'm here. <laughs> you know, because that game's going to end right around 5.30 AZ time. Yep. But we know he's going to get minutes. And as you mentioned, Frank Vogel was being interviewed by Channing Fry, And he talked about how, he can see Kamara potentially being one of those guys who comes in, plays at a wing position, and is and is a disruptor. I believe disruptor is the word that Frank Vogel utilized. I feel like we might hear that a lot, too, you like, can throughout see the it. whole season. Athletic. Now, again, yeah. this is clearly, clearly an overreaction. After one game of Summer League, uh, we're unbelievably excited. <laughs> it's a guy who will probably see like a total of 49 minutes yep. in the regular season. <laughs> but I like what I saw from the kid. I'm not going to – I'm not going to – not be excited about the next you know few games in the summer league to see if this is just a a matchup that he feasted on or if this is a a trend if this is something that the Miami Heat their summer league squads taking a look at what he did and how he played and being like okay we got to kind of slow him down and see how he responds to that or if he's just you know he's he's that dude is he that dude it's just one game. Let's be real, you guys. It's just one game. And again, like you mentioned, we may not even be talking about this down the road. He might only get a few minutes per game, if even that. And we, I'm sure we can talk about it later. This roster is stacked. We might be adding a certain somebody who we're going to be talking about later. Yes. But I don't care, man. You know he's going to be working his ass off in practice. And Frank Vogel was saying so many great things about him. Call him like a you know mature three and D player can play off of the ball. That's your head coach saying this on a stacked roster. Think of the players we have on this team that can help unlock some things in him mm-hmm. and teach him some things. I, I don't care if it's just one game. I'm overreacting to it. And who knows? Maybe next game he comes out and he's tired and you know we're having a completely different conversation. Yeah, he's, right gonna, now, come, he's he, gonna come out, go one for eighteen, and we're just exactly. like, yeah, he sucks. He can't shoot. He's, Another yeah. son's draft bust pick <laughs> at 52. Yep. <laughs> you know, 
And that's one advantage of this Suns team is due to the fact that they're so top heavy, there's definitely going to be opportunity. There's definitely going to be a lot of chances for young players, uh, young wing players to play. And that's why when the Suns navigated free agency, they did so very astutely by bringing in young wing players who want to play and, yeah. and need to grind and give their best effort versus trying to ring chase at the back end of their career and just coming and be like, yeah, I can give you 20 minutes. These are young athletes in Keita Bates Diop and, and uh, with Chimetsi Metsu and, yeah. you know, just, uh, uh, you know, obviously you to Watanabe. There's a lot of really good additions and Tamana Kamari there. I mean, the one thing that I liked is he inked a four year deal with the Suns. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to be somebody who's going to be around, and they believe in, and, and we'll see how much that develops. But I think that having Frank Vogel as a head coach, having his coaching staff in place with the type of player that Timani Kamara is, I think that that's going to benefit his young career because he's going to learn to play defense. He's going to learn how to take that hustle that he has and uh, implement it and make himself a better player because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you said the key word defense, and that's kind of what he was known in college as. Now, again, I'm not really a Tamari Kamara draft expert or whatever, but that was his thing coming out of college. And he showed a lot of that tonight, active hands, long wingspan. And again, this team seems to be full of like three and D long wing players to go along with our big three, maybe big four Deandre Ayton. We'll see. And I'm a, again, we said this on the many shows that we've done recently. Can the season just start tomorrow Amen. for real? We just fast forward. I know football and all that's coming up and baseball's going on right now, but I don't care. Let's fast forward, man. Hey, man, I'm a basketball fan first. Exactly. Tamani Kamar, you're everything I wanted Earl Clark to be. I <sighs> was a huge real Earl quick. Uh, I think it was Channing Fry. He now he's just talking body wise. Compared him to Thabo Cephalosha, you remember mm -hmm. him? Mm -hmm. He was a decent player, man. He had good size, could play a little defense and all that. He he was he was a nice player, man. I thought it was an interesting comparison. Like yeah. I was I was waiting for something, you know, when he started saying the comparison thing, all of a sudden like I lean my yeah, ear and I'm like, like go what? on. Yeah. I'm like, oh Cephalosha. I'm like, I can see that. And you again, uh, sorry to interrupt. No, is it. you know, love or hate Channing Fry, that's a player comparing the body size. Yes. So, you know, just saying. Sorry to interrupt. No worries. So the other summer sun that we were anxious to see was Jordan Goodwin. And Jordan Goodwin came out, and he, too, was just in fuego. He had 12 points, uh, four assists, three rebounds. He only played 18 minutes. He was 5 of 13 from the field. He started really hot, and then he kind of fell off. And then he, yeah. it looked like he tweaked his knee a little bit. Uh, they said a left knee soreness. Yep. He, he left the game not to return. And when we talk about the two players on this team that, most, that have the best opportunity to have a – uh, an impact on the the big league squad, if you will. It's it's Kamara and Goodwin. Are you disappointed that we we lost Goodwin? Because it was fun watching him play too. Yeah, exactly. No, he he was the other guy that I was really trying to hone in on and everything. And unfortunately, he did go down with that knee injury. I didn't exactly see what happened, but Taylor Rooks on the broadcast did confirm it was left knee soreness. He did walk off the court, which is okay. Yeah. So at least he did that. I hope he's okay. Um, even if he does miss the next game, I'm fine with that. But yeah, it's it's you know it's summer league. You're not going to sit there and just try to grind this guy to, to exactly. a, a pulp, right? Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say though, from what I did see out of him, and this is something that I believe we're going to see all season long, and this goes back to sort of what Tamari Kamara did out there: a lot of hustle, 
a lot of defense. He's clapping his hands out there. He's picking up full court defense and everything. Did a little bit of playmaking out there. Like you said, he kind of struggled later on in the game, but was cooking out there for a little bit, hitting some shots and everything. We just didn't get enough of him, unfortunately. But I, and it's funny, like, I don't want to overhype this because again, it's just one game. But I will say this I, I think there's going to be many fan favorites on this team, but oh, I yeah. think Jordan Goodwin's going to be one of them. Yeah. He, you could see he's a, a player who likes physicality. Yep. Right. I mean, we talk about the Suns and their issues in the past with being a finesse team versus a physical team. Jordan Goodwin's a physical player. He plays physical defense. He plays physical offense. He goes down there and it doesn't matter who's yeah. in the paint. He's attacking them and he was finishing well as as well. So I thought that uh, watching him was really fun. And I think, you know, again, there's four games in, in the summer league. He's definitely somebody who could use some reps in the summer league, but has already gotten his minutes in with the big league squad playing over in there in Washington, the past couple seasons yeah. and playing and playing plenty in the G league for the capital city go-go, which is the G league affiliate of the Wizards. So I think that although we didn't see him as much as we probably wanted to, uh, he showed nice things. And he once again, reminded us that this, this team's going to be deep. If he's going to be your, you know, your backup to the backup come point guard or, or two guard, you know, that's a good guy to have, man. Yeah, absolutely. And real quick, just so everybody knows, Bradley Beal mentored him. Yep. And he's they from have St. A, Louis. Yeah, from St. Louis. They have a good friendship, good connection there. You know, Bradley Beal is saying great things about him and, and vice versa as well. And again, sort of like I mentioned with Tari, uh, Tamari Kamara, I feel like this is going to be a good guy for practices. And you know, our big three is going to need that. They're going to yep. need guys that are up in your face, picking up full court, locking, trying to lock down on defense and everything. And I, again, I think that Jordan Goodwin is going to be a standout for the Suns. Yeah, I do as well. He's somebody who played on Bradley Beal's AAU teams growing yeah. up in St. Louis, which is where mm -hmm. Bradley Beal is from. You know, Bradley Beal has that connection with Jason Tatum. He's another St. Louis yeah. guy as well. So, so Tatum uh, to the Suns confirmed. Tatum to the Suns confirmed <laughs> That's what you're right saying, here. Right? Yes, I'm, I'm I'm putting it out there into the ether, if you will. Yep. <laughs> uh, Thomas Danette in the chat. Did you hear Fry tell Vogel, Suns and Phoenix are my team. Bring us a championship. Yes, that was one of my favorite moments. You know, obviously Channing Fry went to St. Mary's High School right here in Phoenix, yep. Arizona. Went to the University of Arizona. Uh, played with the Suns. He was on that team with uh, you know Steve Nash and and uh, Jason Richardson and Grant Hill. Who Grant Hill? You know, he he kind of Tamani Kamara's got some Grant Hill to him when it comes to size. Uh, Alan Snow says that he goes he's six eight two twenty. Grant Hill about that size. Good good call on that one. Yeah, uh, that that was one of my favorite moments of the broadcast is when he was at. He's like. Hey, Frank Vogel, bring us a championship. Oh, it's like, you got my heart, man. You got my heart. Oh. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but I think he mentioned like the Raptors title. I'm sure he mentioned the Lakers one, but he said, he, he said Denver. the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, the Bucks have won. They won one in 1971, dude. Come on. We all know that. He, he did, or he ended the quote or whatever, but he said like the Nuggets just got their first one. Now it's our time to get yes. our, he said something like I'm paraphrasing, but. That's what you want to hear out of your head coach, you know. Hell I mean? yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially Shit. after we signed you to that deal to coach this elite deep roster. You know what I mean? <laughs> we we need to hear that. Yeah. Frank Vogel, you know, that, that was kind of the the discussion about him coming over. He's a guy who's gonna say all the right things and get you really excited. And he's just an all-around kind of good dude. He's one of yeah. those kind of coaches. So he's playing true to form. I don't know if you saw the interview, but like Bradley Beal was walking behind him. Bradley Beal's got like a Jordan shirt on. I love that because I'm a huge Jordan guy, but uh, it was great to see. One guy who didn't play tonight for the Phoenix Suns, 
It's a guy who was traded a couple days ago, and that was Isaiah Todd. Isaiah Todd was traded along with two first-round pick swaps to the Memphis Grizzlies for three second-round picks. What are your thoughts on that whole transaction, Suns Geek? I think it opened up or is going to potentially open up because it's weird. Like, we have so many guys, and guys are getting traded in draft picks, but it might open up a roster spot for somebody who I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit later. But I think it's fine. I think pretty much it's – and, and you know, Woj posted this, and I, and I believe Bobby Marks and all them. We we got some of those picks back for what it's worth. Now, who knows what we're going to do with them. They're getting traded around like Pokemon cards. <laughs> uh, but I think I'm okay with it. I will say I feel a little bad, though, for Isaiah Todd. It's not even just the summer league stuff. Who knows if he would have even made our roster and contributed. But he seemed, like, actually excited to be here. And I know yeah. he was in the gym. He posted it on Instagram. He was like live for a minute. He was in the gym. He was at practices and all that. And I ended up deleting the tweet, but I was like, does this mean Isaiah Todd's not going to play for our summer league team anymore? Like, does he just go play for the Grizzlies now? Like, I feel bad for him, man. Like, I, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Just, yeah, I hope he well, lands on his feet. He's somebody who they were interviewing and he was talking about how he has an opportunity to, to play for a title. You know, because he's playing over in Washington for the yeah. past couple of years, you know, and, and he's somebody who's faced a lot of adversity, uh, came out of high school, didn't go to college, you know, to, to play with the what the the uh, G League Ignite, yeah. I believe. Um, and he was excited to play here in Phoenix and then boom, he's gone. And I think that, you know, when, when you talk about the, the reasons why and there is some low key, everyone's like, well, this frees up a roster spot. Well. The Suns have plenty of roster spots until camp opens up, right? Yep. They can have 20, I think mm -hmm. 21 players. I mean, look, look at, uh, you know, the way that they're going to build this out. They're going it, to, it's, it's telling you that they're not done trying. And I think that's the key thing is they're not done seeing if there's anybody out there who, who fits the, the perfect mold of, of what this team ultimately needs. And Isaiah Todd was an opportunity as somebody who potentially would be a two-way guy. Uh, like you said, probably isn't going to make the squad is an opportunity to go out and get some draft capital back, you know, three second round picks because somehow and some way and someday they're going to have to make a trade. And those three picks are going to come in handy because they're going to have to ship a player out and stack a couple contracts. And they're going to have to throw a couple picks together if they want to get anything of merit back. So I think that's, I think that's ultimately what the move was. Now, obviously right after that information came out, uh, you know, the, the Orlando magic waved bowl bowl. And that's what everybody's talking about. But before we talk about Bobo, I, I do want to just throw this out there. Do you know what jersey number Isaiah Todd was scheduled to wear with the Phoenix Suns? I don't actually. Someone's telling me it's in the 20s. No, it was jersey number 14. Ooh. And I feel like maybe James Jones was just looking at the roster and he goes, 14, I thought I traded Shamit. Oh, well, fuck, trade this guy to Shamit. Fuck him. I want three second round picks. Fuck this guy. You know, it's like he's so traumatized by Landry Shamit and his performance here as a Phoenix Sun that he's like, number 14, get him out of here again. He traded number 14 twice this offseason. Yep. That's ballsy, James Jones. But you know what, man? Just saying, I mean, again, second round picks getting traded like Pokemon cards, but that might be sort of the sweetener or however, whatever word, whatever phrase you want to add. If that's what gets the trade accepted, a future trade, of course. Uh, then I'm fine with it. I'm glad we at least got a couple picks back. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to be an ultimately an impact guy, yeah. so it makes sense. But as you mentioned before, it frees up the opportunity 
to potentially go and get somebody like Bol Bol. Uh, everybody's been talking about it. Sham Sharania tweeted out today yeah. that the Suns are the most likely team to go and get Bol Bol. What are your thoughts on the Phoenix Suns potentially getting Bol Bol and bringing him to Phoenix? Bol Bol, baby. I am excited, man. Now, let's be real. He had some, I, I believe it was injuries and a motor problem in college. You know, he fell in the draft and didn't really pan out in Denver. Obviously, we saw why, because they were patient with their roster. They, they made the right moves and won a championship. Had some flashes in Orlando. There was a few stretches throughout the season where he played really good. He was on every highlight reel. His statistics were going up. But then Wendell Carter came back, and even after that, he struggled. I think he had an injury as well. But I think this is honestly, and, I, and I'm sort of going to quote, tweet, love him or hate him, Andrew Lees here. It's a low-risk, high-reward signing. And with the, I'm assuming the little money that we have left, why not, man? This guy is a freak of nature, showed a little bit of potential, showed that he can play, can kind of do a lot of different things out there. He can score, sort of defend a little bit. He's, he's a giant. I believe his wingspan is, what, seven foot eight, and he's like seven Sounds foot right. two. Yeah. Um, you know, can play make a little bit, run the floor and all that. Again, it's a low risk, high reward move. And again, this goes back to Tamari Kamara, Jordan Goodwin, etc. Even Isaiah Todd, who's not even on this roster. Is Bull Bull really gonna get that many minutes? I doubt it, but I, I'm I'm all for it, man. What what do you think? I don't know. I, I don't feel I, I'm not super for it. Okay. You know, I I I just think that um it's interesting to see our fan base react the way that they do to a player that hasn't done shit in the NBA, yeah. really. That's why I started with that. I was like, he hasn't you know, really done anything. He hasn't done anything. He has he has a name, right? He's seven foot two and is he's Manute Bowles kid, right? Like there's I haven't seen much from him that excites me. Yeah. And like you said, in Denver, you know, a couple flashes, but in Orlando. A team that was like Oprah Winfrey with minutes last year. Like, you get minutes, and you get minutes, and everybody gets minutes. Like, he was played off the court. He didn't play for the back end of the season. As you mentioned, there was an injury in there, but he never they, they never brought him back. Yeah. So, it's interesting to me is to see our fan base get so excited about Bull Bull when I don't see his fit with this team. Because yeah, you, take, you, you take a look at how they've constructed this roster. They got a lot of young athletic wings. And he's a young, and he could be athletic um, center. You know, he has some ball handling sil- skills. Yeah, but I, but I feel like he's a subpar defender for his size, especially. He lacks lateral quickness. Um, I'm sure he has shot deterrence if he's playing down there. He'll get bullied too, man. He'll get bullied. He, he will. There. I mean, that's kind of like the Victor Wembanyama thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the thing to expect from Victor Wembanyama this upcoming year is he's going to have some great plays defensively because he's so damn long he's he just gonna be blocking shots in that game even though the game was terrible for him he had five blocks yeah because he's that good defensively mm-hmm. but he's also going to get pushed off his spots a lot because his center of gravity is a lot higher than other guys his his waist is where guys shoulders are going to be so they're just going to plow into him and move him off his spot bowl bowl's kind of the same way now granted we're talking about the backup to the backup center exactly and right now the backup to the backup center is going to be chemetsi metu i believe now, that being said, I also do believe that Drew Eubanks is going to be a true backup center, that it's going to be D.A. and Drew Eubanks, and yep. that's how the Suns want to operate, right? Unlike in the past when we had D.A. and then it was like, okay, 
We're going to put him busy for a while. You know, you know, <laughs> and, how, Jock you, you, and then Jock Landell. <laughs> and then like, you know, I mean, that's what Monty would do. He would just kind of, I don't know. I just kind of throw one of them out there for four games. And then the, once they start to get some rhythm, he's like, all right, time for the other one. Whereas, you know, so again, like, but, but I do like your, uh, your observation that, you know, it is a, a low risk, high reward kind of thing. But I look at anybody that we bring in now is a low risk, high reward because they're all coming in on veteran minimums. Exactly. And, and that's why I'll bring up this name. And I know it's, uh, this is the other side of it. This is a name that not a lot of people like per se. And that's Christian Wood. You know, Christian Wood is somebody who the Mavericks didn't bring back. Uh, they waived him. He's out there on a whim and nobody signed him, which there's definitely some, you know, hey, what what's the why? Uh, but I put on put out a poll today on the Bright Side of the Sun Twitter page, and I asked that, who would you prefer? And right now, out of 693 votes, I gave three options, Christian Wood, Bull Bull, or Other. 48.3% would prefer Christian Wood, 44% for Bull Bull, and 7.6% for Other. So I, I typically am thinking, like, if we're going to put some money on somebody – if, and you want to talk about low risk, high reward. I feel like there's a better reward if you get Christian Wood yep. because he's an NBA player, because he has a history of being a, somebody who can fill it up. Whereas Bo Bowl is just like, dude, his dad was really tall. <laughs> no, you're you're 110% spot on. Even though I was a little optimistic earlier, and I've been talking about it a lot on my channel, Seamus Plug and everything, you're absolutely right. And, and look, even though I just said all those nice things about Bull Bull, I will say this. I would take a Christian Wood. Even though it is – I would take a Christian Wood over a Bull Bull. Even though it is really weird that he hasn't been signed, I don't mm -hmm. think that that's going to last very long. You know, who knows what's going on with his agents and everything on his side with his parties and everything. But I would take I would take a chance, man. And, again, technically, the Suns have not signed Bull Bull yet. So even though they're, quote, the front runners – and they're going to sign him in the future. It's not technically official yet. Maybe we could see a Christian Wood. Plus, Christian Wood, even though he's still a young player and everything, I believe has a few more years on top of Bull Bull in terms of you know veteran and being a, you know in this league for a while. But sort of has a, you know not probably not as long as a wingspan as a Bull Bull, but has a no, good size no. too. But can score, rebound, can play, man. Now, obviously, the problem when you talk about Christian Wood is the locker room effect. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's, he's somebody who is kind of a me versus a we yeah, guy. And absolutely. I think that's why he continues to be a free agent. You know, uh, Gemini in the chat, we can't afford wood. No, it's not that we can't afford him. He he's out there for a reason. People don't mm -hmm. want him. It's not, it's not, like he's sitting there trying to well, get we're a conversation. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think that again, low risk, high reward. I would prefer Christian wood over bull bull. A uh, shout out to Libertarian Sasquatch in the chat. Four ninety nine in the super chat. Truly appreciate it, and that's a great profile picture you have. All right, <laughs> uh, Suns fans are gonna ape poop for Bobo, or is that eat poop? <laughs> oh, they're going ape poop. Okay, they're going ape. So essentially, they're going ape shit. They're going ape shit for Bobo. I don't get it. Dude sucks. LOL. There are better free agents still like Wood. He uh, who can at least get buckets, and that's fair. Everything you said I'm was at. fair earlier. I'm kind of glad that we sort of disagreed, but agreed at the same time mm -hmm. on that. You know me; I just try to keep it optimistic here. But the the your, everything you said is valid, and that comment as well with the super chat is valid as well. Yeah. So I mean, again, like, and I'm not saying bull bull. If we get him, like, oh no, but I I just don't see the fit. Yeah. 
You know, it's like saltiest gaming. Shout out to you in the chat. He says, I'd take Christian Wood over Bull Bull. Like I'm in I'm in that that mindset as well. Now, again, yeah. Christian Wood has some potential locker room problems as reported. Yeah. He's a guy who thinks he's worth more than he is. So that's maybe that's another reason why he's not signed as of yet. Maybe that's why the Suns aren't interested. Exactly. I, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. You know, if we're a, if we're about the me or if we're about the we and not the me, then this might not be the best place for somebody like Christian Wood. Exactly. Dario Saric is now a member of the of the uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh, yes, our sir. old buddy, our old buddy, buddy Dario. The Saric smoke break. Yes, he's going to be playing with CP3 up there in Golden State, and everybody's saying what a great signing it is and and how he's low-key one of the best free agents left and i was just like i love you dario but (laughs) i love you too super dario i i don't know i'm because it seemed like this was sort of in the works for a while it seemed like at least his name was being you know linked in with the warriors and i will say this it is awesome that he's being uh, you know, reunited with Chris Paul. Because don't forget, Chris Paul loves Dario Sarge, man. So yep. does Devin Booker. They were always saying great things about him when he was, you know, pretty much out for the entire year. What was that in 2021 or whatever? Mm-hmm. After the finals, I believe. Um, so he's a great locker room guy, great chemistry guy. Now, is he really like one of the best free agents left on the market? Not necessarily, but I will say this. This comes from The Athletic. Uh one of their assistant coaches, I believe, like has a connection with him. And he was saying good things about their, uh, Dario Sarge. And apparently Chris Paul is really vocal about getting Dario to the Warriors. Um, and Interesting. Their, their bench unit might be somewhat decent. I mean, they're probably going to flip-flop a lot, kind of like the Suns might do. They might experiment a lot. But pretty much, you know, Chris Paul, you know, maybe a Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and Sarge. That's a decent second unit because that was one thing they kind of struggled with you know besides defense last year and playing on the road was sort of their bench especially at the start of free agency i was like the warriors have no bench but now they kind of got a bench and being reunited with chris paul and everything i'm happy for dario man i am too you know i mean he he just a class act of a guy unbelievably class act of a guy and he got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he, and he played his part there. Yep, you know, and, and you got you got to give him you got to give him props for that, you know, because I mean it's it's not a great situation as a veteran to have to go and play in Oklahoma City where they are just you know a, a different breed out there in Oklahoma yeah. City. So you know he he did what he had to do, if you will, and now he's going to end up. And you mentioned it as a as a backup. That's that's a good that's a good squad, you know. Yeah, their still, bench looks decent. I'm not saying they're going to win the championship, but they 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 have a team. They de- yeah, they definitely have a team and it's it's one of those things where you know when we look around the league at who got better this offseason, you you have to acknowledge that Golden State did a good job. You know, I don't you know, they got they they signed Draymond, which I yep. don't know if that's necessarily the best uh, Especially for that use price. of your money, yeah, it's the money thing that <laughs> got him, right? Yeah, it's the price. You know, I don't know if Chris Paul is uh, gonna fit with them. You know, is he gonna be somebody who's gonna be coming off the bench? You know, if that's the case, then that'll be interesting as well. And but but again, you know, they 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 took their swings, and uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed yep. with the way that they've they've navigated, and it'll be interesting to see how they how they come out next season. It'll be interesting to see Dario 
uh, yeah. playing in Golden State. It's just like seeing Dario and uh, Chris Paul in Warriors jerseys. It's just it's gonna be a little weird, man. I know it won't feel real until we're actually playing them and yes. they're in those jerseys. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, but again, I'm happy for Dario. I'm a little more optimistic about the Chris Paul Warriors stuff than others. Not really because it's like a hot take or anything. I just look at it like if Chris Paul can stay healthy, he's setting up one of the great, if not the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. That's how I look at it. Yeah. That's, Again, that's... they'll probably get cooked on defense, but who cares, man? Chris Paul <laughs> setting up uh, Steph Curry. Now, yes, 10 years ago would have been amazing. They probably would have been unstoppable. Oh, yeah. Still, it's Chris Paul, dude. We all know what he can do. Just different, man. Just different. Uh, Let's see. Let's let, let's go ahead and hand out. Some, well, here, here's one thing I want to talk about in the mm-hmm. summer league game. Yeah. Did you see the jerseys? Yes, I did. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm, just, pu- I'm pulling up a picture for those of you who didn't see the the jerseys. You know they have the standard, the standard, the, the standard font uh, when it comes to their numbers. The same number font that we've seen since I think about 2015 or 16. Yeah, it's been I think a it's while. 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had that same number font, and the Suns is slanted on the jersey. Yeah. Unlike our home jerseys in the past, it's the same Suns font, but it was slanted, which could be our first. Uh, preview of the new jerseys that the Suns are going to debut this offseason. For those of you who are not aware, the Suns will be changing their statement and their, or no, their, not their statement, their association and their icon jerseys, which statement essentially jerseys are, are staying. Yeah, statement jerseys are staying. The statement ones are the black ones with the gradient, but the association and the icon, that's essentially your home and away, your white and your purple jerseys. And it was leaked, you know, quite some time ago. I'm going to pull up a picture here of this is what the jerseys they believe are going to look like this next offseason. And it has kind of a nod to the to the old Phoenix Suns burst. It has a sunburst across the front. It has that Suns font that we're used to. Uh, but again, it's slanted. Uh, the numbers on this jersey that I'm pulling up mirror that of... Uh, I was trying to think about it the other day. I, I actually caught it. I'm like, oh, those are the same numbers as insert this team. Cavaliers? Yes, Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah, Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Very cavy, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but my guess is they'll probably stay with the same number font. And what are your thoughts? Because I, I feel like that was our first, you know, Easter egg, if you will, when we saw that the Suns' uh, name on the jersey in Summer League was slanted ever so. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, if this is apparently the leaked jerseys and everything, I kind of like it. Call me crazy. It sort of has like a weird neon-ish vibe to it, especially that purple one. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm like saying with that, but I will say this, and this is what I was going to say when you before you popped up the picture. I, and again, I know it's just a Sun Summer League jersey and all that, but I kind of wish the font was a little bigger. That's just me personally. Oh, I don't the Summer mind, League one? Yeah. I don't mind that it's slanted. I think that's kind of unique. And let's be real. At least they, they actually got jerseys because back in the day they just would play in like whatever you know say phoenix basketball on it like 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 a like a nike shirt yeah but again if those are apparently the leaked jerseys and who knows what our son's uh you know city edition jerseys are going to look like and everything they look pretty cool and again i'm kind of rocking i don't know if you can see uh, well we both and we're both wearing sunburst hats right like so it's definitely you know the sunburst is the suns in my opinion exactly now, granted, and I know you're going to be doing a series on it on your channel this offseason, breaking down all the different jerseys in Phoenix Suns history. Yes, sir. Featuring 
all yep. of the ones that I redesigned yep. when I was when I was like, <laughs> I'm going to steal all your work and done. profit off it. <laughs> done. But I, like I, I'm a big fan of the Wild West jerseys. Like yep. I'm a Wild West yeah. guy. I think it's simple. It's unique. No one else has Wild West font. And I think that the Suns, yeah, exactly. You know, you're pointing behind you. It's got Connie Hawkins oh, and Van Arsdale and Alvin Adams on it. You know, those are, those are the best jerseys, in my opinion. Like, just just simple. Yep. You know, and everybody likes the, the Sunburst jerseys, and and or the, I do too. And, like, seeing them this past season, seeing our team wearing them, seeing Devin Booker in a Sunburst, it just felt right. Right? I mean, it just – so I'm not opposed to if we go to something Sunburst-esque. I just don't know if, like, what those jerseys I just pulled up that are proposed – are the right ones are the ones yeah. that I that I ultimately want. Now it's interesting if you looked at the warm-ups that the team was wearing during summer league, they were wearing purple warm-ups and they had the Suns font just like that you have on your shirt, the Suns the Sunburst yeah. font of 93 mm -hmm. across and slanted as well. So nice. I mean they're definitely going to do an homage back to what we used to be. I wish we'd just go back to what the team wore for fucking like 25 years and that's the Wild West font. It's pretty, it's beautiful, it's sleek, it's stylish, it's simple. That's all you need. You don't need to get too crazy. Yeah, and kind of like piggybacking off what you said, like I know you're a big fan of the Wild West stuff, and, and as am I, but like a lot of the comments that I see, and just even on Twitter, it's like, why can't we just keep the Sunburst jerseys, like permanent, for example? Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. that maybe there's some business stuff with all of that or whatever, but like it's true. Why can't we do that? Even if it was the Wild West jerseys, man, like why can't that just be our permanent jersey? And, and again, just even getting just a, a, a new city edition Jersey every year, that would kind of freshen things up if you will. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm kind of a fan of these leaked jerseys and the summer league jerseys. I just kind of wish the font was a little bigger. That's yeah. I think if you, if you look at all summer league jerseys, they, all the fonts are small. Yeah. Like they have a small font on the front. Cause so. summer league. They probably exactly. wanna, yeah, they don't. They're saving the ink, man. Exactly. Blaze Megatron in the chat. He says, OG Sunbursts are owned by Mitchell and Ness, and therefore they have to be rented off them to use mm. their likeness. Listen here, NBA. Pay the fucking money. You That's have it, goddammit. Like, these should be permanent, man. That's I know it's easier said than done, but it's true. Yeah, it's a fact, man. I just <sighs> it's where we need to go. But uh yeah, I just thought we'd go on a little jersey chant. Because I'm yeah. I'm counting on I'm counting down, man. Did you see the Kings New Jerseys? I did. I fucking like beautiful, yep. man. Mm -hmm. The Kings never miss. Yep. Those fucking They're great with their jerseys, man. Like the bean, bro. Yep. They're great. They never miss with their jerseys. Oh, it drives me nuts. I'm just like, dude, like they have their K looks kind of fun. But even that, it worked. I'm like, damn it. Because they got a nice like cursive font yeah. on the front for the home and the way. And, you know, then they got their city edition or their statement ones. Those look sick. Those got like a, a nod to like the Chris Weber yep. ones. It's just Is that, oh. that's what I was going to say. It's kind of like the newer jerseys, but the older ones put together. Maybe the sun should do something like that. I, know, I don't right? know. Well, that's what it looks like. Again, that's what it looks like they're trying when yep. they do this. Mm -hmm. You know, they're using the, the modern font with the sunburst, uh, but the sun's word mark is inside the sunburst instead of on top of it and like the sun before and the calves number font or whatever yeah which calves. is weird and i just don't like the fact that like the basketball is just like subdued on both like on the on the purple jersey yeah. you don't even see the basketball so right right again we'll see we'll yeah. see real quick too shout out to sun's uni tracker man he's yeah. all over that stuff that's his thing nice guy too i've dm'd him and stuff and back when the sarver saga was going on about a t-shirt you know, the Sarver out t-shirt and all yes. that nice guy. Also shout out to my guy, Casey, formerly known as NBA, NBA uni tracker. He's all over that stuff as well. Man. Yes. Facts. <laughs> Those guys do such a great job. And yep. whenever you have any questions, just hit them up on Twitter. Real. Those guys no, always, respond. Mm -hmm. always respond. Always respond. Great guys.
Jamsters, as a reminder, subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, please give us a five-star review like the one we recently received from 39unbothered, a.k.a. Jam, who I believe is in the chat right now, gave us the title, A Great Podcast, five stars on Apple, said, Greetings. Are you a Suns fan? New or old, this is the Common Man's Podcast. Let's go. With John's drops and Matthew's innocent love of marginal NBA players. This is the podcast to listen to live after every game, just like we're doing right now, with their excellent analysis that will keep that will improve you from a total ESPN casual to a new level of NBA knowledge thirsted for guaranteed. It is the floating palaces of podcasts, and you're sure to and sure to light up your luminous devices with knowledge, with uh, humor, and a new cold drink every night. Carry on, Jam Session. Thank you, cheers. for Jam. Appreciate cheers that. Cheers to that. That was an amazing review. Amazing comment. Truly appreciate that. And everyone, Hulk smash, Hulk smash the like button while you're here. I don't think it's going to take much debate, but who's your Jam star of the game there, Suns Geek? That one Barry Brown guy, Jr., who missed like all of his free throws. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, for real. It's it's Tamari Kamara, man. It has to be. And, you know, honorable mention to Jordan Goodwin if he would have stayed in the game. But Tamari Kamara, man, this yeah. this was the game you want to see from your 52nd overall pick who was on a stacked roster. Shout out to Tamari Kamara, man. It's one of the best first debuts by a rookie in Sun Summer League that I can remember in quite some time. It was so yeah. good he, he gets his drop twice. Tamari Kamara. Twice. He was so good tonight. Uh other things going on in the league. We got a few minutes left here, Suns Geek. The in-season tournament and all of the rules and regulations around that were released today. The Suns are going to be essentially in West Group A with the Memphis Grizzlies, Los Angeles Lakers, Utah Jazz, and Portland Trailblazers. And essentially what's going to happen is tournament nights are going to happen uh, the beginning of November to the beginning of December. Every Tuesday and Friday, you're going to be, or, or, or with the exception of Election Day on on uh, the 27th, yeah. uh, when no games will be played. Yeah. Uh, the NBA is they're going to have these tournament nights where you're doing group play. You're playing the other guys in your group. They're going to count as regular season games for all purposes, and then they're going to go to this knockout round. Uh, and eventually, you, you have an opportunity to win something called the NBA Cup. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the in season tournament? I'll be honest with you. I haven't really done too much research, even though just like a few hours ago, they put out like all the details and everything trying to excite people. And and they did do a good job of like kind of explaining it. This might sound like a super casual take, but I just don't know if the players are going to care. Like, let's be real. I will say this, though. I heard this on another podcast. It's kind of like what the WNBA does. So optimistically speaking, I get it from that point of view. I think they do something similar. And I will say this, even though Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, has his flaws, he is always experimenting. And I mm-hmm. kind of like that. Because let's be real, David Stern didn't really do that too much, no. you know. And and we're in a new era. We're in a new decade of basketball, you know. And I will say I like it kind of. And maybe once it's actually happening, then I'll be like, yeah, this this thing is awesome. Because I was dead wrong about the playing tournament. I was so against the playing tournament. And now I love it. It's like March Madness for the NBA. But again, are the are the superstars of this league going to care? Probably not. It could be a complete disaster. Or again, sort of like the playing tournament. It could be really cool. I don't know. I always wonder, what is the why? Yeah, exactly. 
Like, and you why? think you think about it, and the reason, the why, if you will, is because at the beginning of the season, nobody from a casual standpoint gives two shits about yep. the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time a lot of casual fans watch any NBA basketball is Christmas. Yep, so they're forced to. There's nothing 100%. else on. So this is an opportunity for the league to go, okay, we start in October. You play a couple weeks. We start this little playing tournament. Uh, let's try to drum up some excitement, see how it goes, and hopefully we can attract some of those viewers away from uh, football or not even viewers, but just interest, overall interest in our sport during November and the beginning Which is of December. Fair. It's, it's fair. That's, that's the why, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Now, to your point, I see no world where major – Stars are going to give two shits about this. Now, granted that they they said that all of these count towards uh, uh, the the, the record, right? So like this, this goes towards your record. So it does count. But like the winning guys get 500,000, which if you're Tamani Kamara and you make 1.1 million, that's a lot of coin. Exactly. If you're Devin Booker, that's 1.3% of your total salary. Like, I think that this is going to be something that, moves evolves and grows and in all honesty they need to do something like hey if your team wins your community gets 37 million dollars whatever it is to invest in schools Mm -hmm. and things like that so they're playing for something other than themselves because if the players are going to play for themselves i don't know if it's necessarily going to be successful because why would they why would they want to now i will tell you something we're 53 minutes into the podcast and matthew lissy has joined us matthew where the hell are you, man? <laughs> You're just shaking your head no? <laughs> just say something. There might be a delay. <laughs> are you there, Matthew? Matthew? <laughs> Hello? We can hear you. Yeah, I hear. I hear. Can you hear us? Hi. Say something. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Can you, you know hear what? me? No, Literally. I can hear you, but you're coming through the speaker. I'm trying to get it to my headphones. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, dude. This is freaking insane. Like nothing's showing up. Matthew's in the... Oh, I can hear like a reverb. Yeah, it's you. That's why I'm trying to get rid of it. Matthew's in the bathroom at like a Circle K. <laughs> Dario Sarich <laughs> is out front. Matthew's been smoking marble reds with Dario Sarich. So Matthew's like, yo, I got to go put up this pod real quick. Get an exclusive interview. <laughs> I'm going to remove myself. Hold on one second. You remove yourself. All right. There he goes. There goes Matthew. Well, I'm glad he stopped by. <laughs> that was awesome. That was the best cameo ever. Oh. Real quick, John, just kind of you know piggybacking off something you said. And I don't want to talk like politics or real world issues, but I 110% agree. They should be playing for like charities. Yeah. The community. Or something to be like, man, we're actually playing for something. I will say, though, maybe it gets a little interesting later in the tournament. Because I guess, like, two teams will play 83 games, technically. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just, I'm so, But like, that 83rd game won't count yeah. towards towards statistics. Just like playing games don't count towards yeah. statistics. It's Which really, they should. They really should, they by should. the way. Because, again, it's, I was so game. wrong on the play-in tournament. That shit is so fun every year. Like, it's, I was so wrong on that. So, I don't know, man. But, like, do you think, like, LeBron or Steph Curry or, heck, I even Kevin like, Durant are going to care? I, I Again, I think that, you know, the, the group stage, quote, unquote, and I'm still yeah. learning about this, but the group yeah, yeah. stage, they're going to, it's not that they won't care. 
it's just part of the regular schedule, right? Like yeah. Tuesday, we're playing Utah. Oh, this okay, happens to be a, a group, a group stage game. Again, this is, this is something that, that if you're a fan of, of, of soccer throughout the entire world, this is what they do all the time. They do yeah. these, these, these little cups along the way that drum up interest that get teams excited. You know, again, I think that once they get to the knockout round, eight teams go to the knockout round and the team with the best standing in group play uh, from each six group and one wild card tart, one wild card team from each conference will be in that knockout round. You know, then it might either there, it might get a little bit more serious because these yeah. guys are interested or it might go the other way. And it might be like, Hey, the Suns are in the knockout round and we see a lot of Tamani Kamara because they're just going to dump the bench and, and use it as an opportunity for these guys to play in, you know, somewhat high level games for, for a cup that doesn't mean shit. Absolutely. That's what I was kind of thinking too. I'm like, that's maybe where we could see certain just every team being like, we don't want to play our best guys. Let's rest them. Let's put out the rooks and the younger guys and all that. So, so we'll learn more about that. We'll I, know, I know as the, the post or the off season continues, we'll have a little bit more clarity. I'm sure that somebody can talk to me. You ever seen that movie, the big short? Yeah. I I've seen it once. It was kind of boring, but yeah. <laughs> see, I love that movie because it was about the housing crisis in 08, yeah. which I don't fucking understand. Yeah. And that's it probably was, why I thought it was boring. But what was great about it is like how, you know, like in the middle of the movie, they'd stop. And next thing you know, it'd be like Margot Robbie in a, in, in a, uh, in a jacuzzi, you know, <laughs> drinking champagne. And she just stopped and, and explain what the fuck was going on. She's like, that's okay, great. she's like, let me talk to you as, as like, uh, as an idiot. Yep. This is what's going on in this movie about the housing crisis where they're stocking bonds and and like that. I'm just waiting for that Margot Robbie moment where she turns to me and goes, this is how the playing tournament's going to be, John, you know, because she's from down under. Yep. And I think that that'll be a really good opportunity for us to understand. That's what's going to happen in the next few days is we're going to have some really smart people, unlike myself, go through and take a look at this and really understand the impact and how it could affect not only uh, the season, but how players might potentially respond to it. And I think that that's going to be exciting seeing as there's so many NBA players who are exposed right now, they're out in Vegas, they're having a good time. There's a lot of media out there and they could be having those conversations with those guys and be like, Hey, what are your thoughts on the playing tournament? Like, do you give a shit? And those be like, I don't know, man, I'm fucking wasted. Dude, I'm going to Dre's later, man. Or Adam so Silver know. will pay them to say good things about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, dude, we'll go, we'll go. Yeah. Blaze Megatron. It's a cup for the non-contenders, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, well, that's all I got in this here podcast. You got anything else to talk about, Suns Geek, before we skedats? Uh, yeah, just real quick, just a few honorable mentions from tonight's game. Uh, Trey Jameson, the dude's a monster out there. He kind of, even though Taco Fall had his moments out there, he seemed like the only Trey guy Jameson s- was solid. I just feel yeah. like he was out of control a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which you you're gonna get that from summer league guys. Exactly, it, it's summer league. I mean, we totally overreacted to Tamari Kamara. In all fairness, because it's summer league and there's nothing else going on outside of this, but. I thought he looked good. He had a few good moments out there. He had that nice little slam dunk and everything and a few other rebounds and a few good possessions here and there. Uh, Savian Flag played pretty well, but we, you and I were talking about this before we went live. Well, Matthew's back. <laughs> <laughs> Is my head big enough I right now? the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good now. Good. We're just wrapping it up. Support. I was going to say, what? T- <laughs> this is insane. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, so what happened? What's going on? Not much. Tamari Kamara is the goat. <laughs> Do you want to see Kamara. the Tamani Kamara drop, Matthew? Yeah. Yeah, let me see. Hold on. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Tamani Kamara. Do you approve? Yes. Yes, absolutely, man. Very little. 
What were your thoughts on the game before we get out of here? Oh, good, yeah. Well, my connection here is not good. So, do you think I saw any of the game? <laughs> Give us your expert Plus, analysis. I, I tried. I tried your login for NBA TV and ESPN. Not working. I might have locked you out a few times. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, you're welcome, man. God damn. <laughs> I could. You should just text me. I would have sent you like an illegal stream. I know where all those things are at. Oh my god, no! I already have that too. Oh, did you try that? No. Oh my think god! Amateur. Hey, jamsters, how's it going out there? Everyone thought that you were stuck in Jamsterdam traffic. Oh yeah, <laughs> have you seen the streets out there, man? It's crowded. It's nuts. You know, everyone's man. moving there. Fucking what's his face? Fallen founders bartending for nobody. Yeah, he's still there, still wiping his towel down, or using his towel, wiping down glasses or whatever. Yeah, he's polished every glass <laughs> in that bar doing. like forty times. Like he's just yeah. like, come on, please, somebody come to Amsterdam. <laughs> send your spend your gemolians. Uh, yeah, well, it's really depressing there, man. Everyone's drinking, so he's making some good money. <laughs> yeah, but they're the not four paying, people that that's live the problem. There. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Suns Geek, how are you doing? Doing great, man. How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. <laughs> I guess. What I'll do no, is I'll not. exit, and then you can do can do a whole other podcast, and I'll okay, just, but just by myself, right? Just you, just Matt, the Matthew's thoughts, okay. you know, yeah. <laughs> like like uh, uh what's <clears> that <throat> thing? Oh, deep thoughts by Jack Handy. It's like Matt, deep thoughts by Matthew Lissy. It's just <laughs> you talking about Wi-Fi connections and apparently I can go podcasting from a closet. Where, yeah. where are you? <laughs> I'm in uh, the new place right now, and it's not obviously set up. I'm trying to get things set up, and <laughs> nothing worked at all. So. Here we are, just me at the one-hour mark. <laughs> well, on that note, Jamsters, Matthew showed up just to say his catchphrase line. So, yeah. Sunsgate, can you remind everybody where they can find and follow you? Yes, sir. I would say Twitter, but Twitter may not be a thing <laughs> in a while. But, yeah, I'm on Threads now. I'm on TikTok. I call it TikTok. TikTok. Instagram, just subscribe. Check out Sunsgeek on YouTube. Just search Sunsgeek, and you will find me. Definitely looking forward to doing more shows with both of you guys in the future. Thank you guys so much for having me. We're live on both channels, by the way. And, uh, yeah, this was a great show, man. And Tamari Kamara's the GOAT. And you can follow me on threads as well. Uh, I have a thread both at Darth Void and at Suns Jam for both uh, the podcast and for myself. You can read my writing on brightsideofthesun.com, the finest blog site on all the interwebs. Matthew, can you tell people where to follow you or, or even find you? Apparently a closet somewhere with I'm bad in an audio. addict, I guess. An addict. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. But here's the fun part, Jamsters. He might be in your attic. Ooh, yeah. You know what? I was talking about that. I can't be a hitman because my ankles crack a lot. So I can't sneak around or do anything dangerous like that. So if I am in your attic, you'll hear me. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> Uh, well, that's it for the show. Everyone subscribe, rate, and review. Matthew, tell them what to do. Go and love your family.